Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Wednesday the 8th of January. Coming up, spirit of Sittingbourne regeneration scrapped. After seven years with one developer, we really want to get back control of what we do in this town. Parking permit charges for some families could rise. We think that a blunt measure like this is a good start, but we actually need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that we are protecting people that need it. And Gillingham Boss up for League One Manager of the Month. He's put us right in the mix to potentially go and get in the playoffs come, come May. Kent Online News. The second phase of a multi-million pound scheme to regenerate a Kent town has been scrapped. Council bosses have agreed to end their partnership with the spirit of Sittingbourne once the leisure quarters been completed. It means the cinema, restaurants and hotel will be finished off, but plans to build blocks of flats on three car parks will now not go ahead and there will also be no new civic centre. Roger Truelove is the leader of Swale Borough Council. It's been controversial, partly because because it's taken so long. So that's obviously generated a feeling of apathy around the town. So four years ago, we had it's here notices all over the city board, and, and, and it wasn't here. But also, the model that they were pursuing is not something that everybody really thinks is all that viable. Um, so we, we are going to have to find out whether people want an eight screen cinema. Uh, we're going to have to find out whether they want to stay in Travel Lodge. So for the council now and the coalition, we're looking forward with hope, but we realise that, um, that this might be a challenge for, for the council. So what kind of, uh, you know, spurred the decision for the council and the spirit of Sittingbourne to kind of uh, scrap phase two? Well, partly because phase two was not really practical. Partly because we didn't want to incur any more major financial costs. So the impact of phase one, which was meant to be funded by the private sector, is that the council's funding it. Well, I, could, I couldn't conceive that we could go down that, that path any longer. But most of all, we, we just, after seven years, with one developer, we really want to get back control of what we do in this town. And, and whether we work with more than one developer, w whether we have a, a plan of our own, which we are now working on, uh, and something that is a, a little bit more realistic than, than what was proposed. So one driver is the feeling that it was never going to happen. But until we actually broke the link, then we would have that hanging over us and limiting you know, what we could do. And obviously this is a... I mean, the project as a whole, the kind of figures of, you know... £50 million onwards for how much it would cost. Do you know how much has been spent on phase one so far? It's certainly not £50 million. Um, we're, we have borrowed, as a council, to fund a major part of it in excess of £20 million. It, It's not going to get anywhere near £50 million, but that is a very substantial investment for a district council. We will need people to use that to get the rents, to start paying that back. So it's a serious financial issue for the council going forward. And obviously, you know, this um, recent news, as you said, it's not affecting phase one. The leisure complex is still going to be completed. The work, you know, that people are seeing being done is still going to be done. Is there any kind of date yet for when that's set to be completed? Well, we, we hope it's completed by the end of this financial year. So we're, we're expecting uh, the Travel Lodge to open soon. We're expecting the cinema to be open in, in the spring. So 
by the middle of next year, no more spirits in Bourne. Uh, phase one, part of phase one will be complete and then it will be ours. And, and then we will look at the rest of the town, we look at the high street, we look at areas of derelict land around the town to see what we can really do for the benefit of local people. Kent Online reports. A man who carried out a 10-week campaign of stalking women near Raynham Railway Station has been jailed. A court heard how Ionel Arseni was eventually caught when a 17-year-old victim managed to film him on her phone despite being molested. The 26-year-old from Wakeley Road in the town has been locked up for four and a half years and will serve another two years on licence before being deported. The sons of a murder victim who disappeared from her home near Deal more than 20 years ago have set up a Facebook page claiming she's still alive. Debbie Griggs was pregnant with her fourth child when she went missing from Warmer in 1999. Her three sons also believe her husband, who was jailed in October for killing her, is innocent. They say they've launched the page for the sole purpose of finding their mum and are appealing for information. Two men from Medway have been jailed for a total of more than six years after kidnapping a man and trying to make him rob a shop for them. The 33-year-old from Gillingham and 34-year-old from Rochester attacked the victim in his home in February last year before driving him to a supermarket as one of them believed he owed him money. They were caught after the victim alerted store security. Another person's been given a suspended prison sentence after admitting assault. Now, the cost of parking permits for some Kent families could soon treble. Council bosses in Tunbridge and Malling are considering increasing the annual fees for households who own more than three vehicles from £40 to £135 from April. Those with three cars could have to pay £90. A public consultation will be held to find out what people think of the idea. Council leader Nicholas Hope says it's about saving the environment. Yes, we are looking at it. Uh, climate change strategy um, and I think that um, across the um, or, or across all parties within the council um, there is a recognition that we need to regulate and, and, and reduce car usage. Th- there's a challenge in the town centres which is actually where the um, parking permits um, um, scheme um, is, is seen and the point I made at the meeting is you know if you're a householder with one or two cars and your next door neighbour's got three or four cars and actually parking spaces at a premium um, do, you know we're trying to encourage um, less car ownership here um, and, and let's see what comes out in the consultation on that. Well Green councillors Mark Hood and April Clark say while tackling climate change is important the council should be considering a different approach. It's well intentioned we all want to reduce car use but unless there's an alternative to the car, unless you've got a sustainable transport system, then this could impact on low-income families who are, through no fault of their own, down to affordability of housing. There could be four or more adults living in a house. Why should they be penalised? If it was was a personal... Um, limit, if it, rather than um, judged on on the the household, then I think it would be a much fairer system to stop people having two cars each, three cars each. Yeah, I think that while we have um, concerns, obviously, about making sure that we're able to meet our 
commitments around climate change. This is a climate emergency that we're facing. We have to do something quickly. We also need to really balance those concerns and those measures with um, protecting people on low incomes. And this is a scheme that's clearly going to disproportionately impact people on lower incomes. So we think that a blunt measure like this is a good start, but we actually need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that we are protecting people that need it. No changes are due to be made until after the council hears from residents. Kent Online News. A retired family doctor from Whitstable been struck off after unlawfully prescribing sleeping pills to a friend. Dr Michael Wayne, who used to work at the Estuary View Medical Centre, used an old prescription pad he'd kept so the woman could get tablets to treat insomnia and stomach acid. The 71-year-old had previously been suspended for six months but was given the harsher punishment after a tribunal panel found he showed total disregard. The government's under pressure to remove the contraflow system on the M20 as soon as possible. Restrictions were put in place on the London-bound carriageway between Ashford and Maidstone as part of Operation Brock to help deal with any cross-channel delays after Brexit. But some of the county's MPs have now met with the Transport Minister to argue it's no longer necessary. Three police officers have been attacked in Canterbury, with one of them being left with facial injuries. Two men have been charged after it happened in the city centre on Saturday. A 25-year-old admitted assaulting an officer and will be sentenced at a later date, while a 24-year-old pleaded not guilty and has been bailed to appear in court again next month. Kent Online reports. Plans for a £25 million redevelopment of the Debenham store that's closing in Canterbury have been approved. The new owners of the site have been given permission to turn it into 12 retail units with 74 flats above. It'll be rebranded as the Guildhall Quarter. You can see pictures of what it could look like once finished at kentonline.co.uk. Now the company behind plans to build Kent's multi-billion pound theme park say plans are still on track despite recording losses of almost 55 million pounds since 2011. Latest accounts also show the financial backers of the London resort on the Swanscombe Peninsula made no revenue in 2018. But bosses say it's not unusual for a project of this size. A planning application is due to be submitted later this year, with the site due to open in 2024. Firefighters have rescued pet spiders from a house in Canterbury after a washing machine caught alight. The blaze broke out on Pine Tree Avenue yesterday evening and filled the property with smoke. Crews managed to tackle the flames and no one was hurt. At kentonline.co.uk you can see some of the dozens of red hearts that have appeared on walls, pavements and buildings across Rochester. The mysterious symbols have cropped up around the town over the last few weeks, but it's not clear why. Ken- Online Sport. Gillingham fans have been praising Steve Evans as he's named as being in the running for the League One Manager of the Month award for December. The side are currently 13th in the table and just three points off the playoffs after remaining unbeaten last month. In fact, they haven't lost in the league since early November. Josh Keeble-Wells and James Hawkins from the Jills Fancast have been chatting to Nicola on KMTV's Team Talk. We did start off quite poorly and a lot of our fans were very quick to write off Steve Evans, um, but he's really picked up after his controversial appointment, um, and we, we've, we've been good this year. Um, we do need a goal scorer, but with what the squad we have, we have done very, very well, and we're lucky to be three points off the playoffs. And hopefully, with some good additions in January, we can be in the mix. 
as Josh mentioned, James, um, some fans weren't too sure about Steve Evans yeah. when he was appointed, but he's been getting the results recently, hasn't he? I mean, the side haven't haven't suffered a defeat since early November. I mean, for a Jules fan, that's yeah. pretty good going, isn't it? I mean, I was one of very few that one of very few that probably did want Steve Evans. I've always liked him. Um, I think that we're actually probably lucky as a football club to have a manager of his credibility to to be at a football club like he's got a number of promotions um he's very successful where he's been he's done he's done very very well with the budget he's been given um the the play, the, the squad that we've probably got on paper is 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 average um but we're we're making us ourselves hard to beat um and and like you just said the home record is exceptional and and from last year we only had what four or five wins at home all season i think we've beaten that already so that just goes to show what sort of what sort of job Steve Evans has done, and he's put us right in the mix to potentially go and get in the playoffs come come May. Back in the day, we always used to talk about Fortress Priestfield. That's what everyone wanted it to be, and and for yeah. quite a few seasons it it was. I know when I was going regularly, you know, Priestfield was a difficult place to yeah. play. Do you think it's getting like that again? It's it is slowly coming back. Um, as James said, like defensively this year, we've been fantastic with the addition of our academy graduate Jack Tucker, who's been superb all season long. Uh, Conor Ogilvie's really stepped up this season. Uh, Max Aymer is looking more like a leader this season. And Barry Fuller is just like a fine wine, gets better and better with age. Um, we've just been very hard to break down. Uh, all right, maybe there has been the lack of goals from the forward line, but we're difficult to beat no matter where we play, home or away. So it's just good knowing that you look forward to going to Priestfield. A lot of people will say you get to Christmas and that's kind of a very good indication as to where you may finish in the league. But obviously you, want to, you don't want mid-table obscurity, do you really? Do you think Jules can push on from here? Definitely. I mean, if we can get that striker that we, we so badly want in, in, in January, there is absolutely no reason why this side can't get into the playoffs. And what, what has been the beauty of, of us this season is that we are keeping ourselves, us in, ourselves in games. We're not necessarily scoring early on and seeing games out. We're scoring late, late goals against Sunderland being a 90th-minute winner. We scored against Rochdale, again, an 85-minute winner. And and we're making sure that we're not conceding, but we're, we're creating enough pressure to, to score late goals. And, and I think if we're making ourselves hard to beat and we can get a striker to score more goals, there's no reason why this side can't get in the playoffs come May. Must be nice to see, because perhaps in previous years, Jules maybe have tired perhaps a bit before the end of the game. Do you think maybe fitness levels have perhaps improved a little bit under Steve Evans? 100%. 100%. Yeah. We look such a fit side. I mean, Sunderland are a huge, huge football club at this level. And I went to the, I went to the game back in December and there was only going to be one team that was going to win that, win that game in the last 10 minutes and it's going to be us. Awesome. And we look fitter and stronger against an ex-Premier League side and that probably says all you need to know. Defender Connor Ogilvie is also up for the Player of the Month award. We'll find out the winners on Friday. And Gillingham have continued their recent success by beating Bromley in the Kent Senior Cup. They won 2-0 away from home last night to make it into the third round of the county competition. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day, you can head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.